Are you an HR department of one trying to figure out how to balance task and strategy while keeping up with changes in regulatory compliance? Do you need a fresh outlook on old topics? Then stop what you're doing, grab your coffee, and get ready to recharge. If you have people, you have problems to solve and things to do. Your host is Brenda Neckvottle, a 20-year human resource professional, ready to explore the HR industry with veterans of business and life with fresh eyes and new ideas. Learn about the rapidly evolving changes in employment law around the country, as well as new tactics to deploy and build engagement in your workforce. If you're looking to implement new practices to make your job easier in HR, then this podcast is for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Best Practices in Human Resource podcast. I am excited to be here. We've got yet another awesome episode coming down the pike for you. Looking forward to spending some time today with folks out of the next gen women in HR Facebook group. You guys have been hearing me talk about this um, for a while, but you guys got a chance to, we're going to do a little virtual round table and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So if this is your first time coming aboard, listening to the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, this, this show is for you. We're here to help people figure things out to very difficult questions and I'm just really excited that you're here. And if you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back. I mean, seriously, I know I say this week after week, but I really do honestly appreciate you guys coming back every time. I'm I'm glad to see that you guys are getting value out of this. That's the whole reason why I'm doing this. Um, I got teased the other day because somebody said, well, part of the reason why you're doing this is because you've got something to say and nobody can shut you up. <laughs> so I tend to agree with them a little bit on that one, but... Um, that's all right. It's all good. So really happy to guys have you here. And I'm here to share with you the what and the how in human resources because I'm in the human business. And that means that there's a greater number of dynamics in the workplace to balance and manage. But most importantly today, we are going to be talking about employment law changes across the nation. And holy cow, there are quite a few of them. And I'm going to share with you later in the show where you can get access to these. Um, also our main topic is a part two of a two-part series called You're Not Alone and what the questions HR pros are asking. And so I first, last episode, we talked a little bit about, you know, I gave you about a dozen questions that I've, I've actually found online and what people are looking to answer, both dealing with the coronavirus, dealing with the new law changes, and then also just HR in general. But today we've got members of our community sitting down sharing with you guys what their experiences have been and it's just it's absolutely fantastic i was we had such a good time doing this and they're really really good people they've been part of this community some of them a couple of them start go all the way back to january when we launched it in january 6th so um this is an up-and-coming growing community if you want to be part of it you are welcome to do so i'm going to teach you how to, to join us a little bit later um, got some upcoming events for you. We are going to forego the HR question of the day because, yet again, that's all we're talking about, what questions and answers are out there. But I'm also going to show you how to get best practices delivered right to your inbox. Now, folks, before we go on, the information available in this podcast is for informational purposes only and not for the purpose of providing any form of legal advice. You should contact your attorney to obtain legal advice with respect to any particular issue. And if you do not have an employment attorney, you may go ahead and reach out, contact me, and I may be able to refer one to you through our affiliates program. So our employment law announcements and changes across the nation, we got quite a few of them. There's a lot going on. And for those of you who are in Virginia, buckle up because, man, the state's been busy. All right, so first off, <clears throat> the IRS has extended the Form 5500 due dates for some employee benefit plans. If you guys are required to fill out the Form 5500, go ahead and make sure you look into that to see if you have to uh, file on time or you meet the extension date. Also, OSHA has released new guidance to help employers during the coronavirus uh, coronavirus crisis, uh, helping you guys figure some things out. <clears throat> Connecticut has issued mandatory safe workplace rules for essential businesses and nonprofits that are still in operation amid the COVID-19 pandemic. Over in Illinois, <clears throat> there's some clarification of unemployment insurance issues for Illinois employers when determining whether they should reduce hours or not. Over in Massachusetts, the Department of Paid Family Leave releases some new guidance. 
Over in Michigan, they have extended the stay-at-home, stay-safe order with additional restrictions on retail businesses specifically. Over in New Jersey, there's been a bill that has passed to amend the New Jersey WARN Act, which has created mass layoff exceptions and delayed severance as well as impacting notice obligations as well. Over in Pennsylvania, we got a couple for your state. Uh, significant new COVID-19 health and safety requirements have been imposed on Pennsylvania businesses. Make sure that you're following up with that. Also, legislation legislator <laughs> legislature amends employment regulations to require employer notices. And then also the, uh, the health secretary's order to lays out executive extensive requirements for essential employers as well. Okay, so here we go, Virginia. There is one, two, three, four, five, six announcements, which never happens in Virginia. Oh, I lied, seven. <clears throat> never happens in Virginia. So here we go, which means that I've got a lot of reading to do. All right, so for Virginia. Virginia employers are now required to review the FLSA to determine whether there is a need to report hours worked on exempt employees' wage statements or not. Virginia also enacts comprehensive whistleblower protection, and they have also put in a ban for non-compete for lower-waged workers, which is kind of interesting because non-competes, depending upon certain industries, are going to be quite important. Uh, also, Virginia has the Values Act, which fundamentally rewrites the Human Rights Act. That's relatively new. And Virginia has extended restrictions on non-essential businesses. Virginia also has enacted the wage theft non-compete laws uh, that are amidst a flurry of new employment protections, obviously, that are coming out. And then also there are three bills on employee misclassification that have also been put into place as well. So looks like uh, looks like my Virginia clients are going to be a little busy. They're going to be getting some phone calls. All right. So over in Washington state, the governor has issued proclaiming granting a high risk employees for additional protections. And Wisconsin, there is a new COVID-19 law that includes critical employment provisions. And almost to the last year, we got two more. Puerto Rico has enacted a five day paid emergency leave uh, program for the pandemic uh, illness. And then lastly, employers in Puerto Rico must also develop a contingency plan against the COVID-19 uh, virus exposure. Okay, folks, so we're doing something pretty cool and pretty special and different this time. Um, I, this is the second part of a two-part series uh, to remind you guys that you're not alone. And I have invited some of our top, not gurus, our top, what, how would I call you guys? Our top contributors? Yeah, there you go, engagers. If that's a real word. Well, if it's not, we'll use it now. Uh, into the uh, Next Gen Women in HR group on the Facebook group. Um, uh, guys, thank you so much for sure joining. I'm going to share who's here with us. We've got Jennifer, who's in telecommunications. We've got Amanda, who's in healthcare. Stephanie, who's in manufacturing. Lee, who's in, in food service. And Missy, who's in health and beauty service industry as well. All of them are working in the HR role. Uh, all of them are pretty much at the same level, and that is surviving at the moment. <laughs> so, thank you, guys. Welcome. This is awesome. You guys are here. Thank you. Oh, great. Thanks, Thanks for, having us. Be for having us. Oh, yeah. yeah thank is, you. Is this your first time on a podcast for everybody? Yep. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should have brought like liquor or wine or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're still in the office. You don't I'll have to check that. my company handbook and see if that's all right. <laughs> my boss would say it's just fine. That's right. See, Lee, that's what we call an HR neutral moment. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'll awesome. just take my lunch break. It's my time. There you go. That'll work. <laughs> awesome. So how are you guys doing? I know we're all up against a lot of stuff. How are you guys doing? Nobody says anything. <laughs> I think we just don't want to talk over each other. Um, I agree. It's been a lot. Um, I work in healthcare, and um, and we're a small company, so I wear many hats, and some of those hats include helping out in accounting. Mm -hmm. So um, 
when I'm not doing the HR piece and helping our managers figure out the COVID um, compliance piece, I'm putting on my hat, helping our CEO try to figure out what we can apply for, what loans we can apply for, grants we can apply for to help us stay treading water during this time. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. I learned how to drink uh, from a fire hose, literally. I'm <laughs> sure <laughs> Like most people. So you're just attending as many webinars as possible and yeah. trying to understand what applies to you, what doesn't, what makes best business sense, um, and what's best for your employees as well. We kind of laugh because for 20 years, we've been working hard to win unemployment. Uh, we kind of take pride in that. And now probably for the last 16 days or a month, we've been helping our employees file for unemployment. So. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. It, I know. I I had a conversation today with somebody. They're like, "Well, we're trying to figure out. You know, do we tell them to stay home and collect twenty dollars an hour or whatever it is that they're making, or come back to work so our loan is forgivable?" It's like, <laughs> we we don't know what to do, and nobody yeah. knows what to do. Yeah. And yeah. someone mentioned this earlier, and that's what we're dealing with right now. Is that our we're in Louisiana and um, our employees who are working reduced hours, they don't qualify for the state unemployment. So therefore they're not capitalizing on being completely laid off. And so therefore people who are completely laid off are getting compensated more than someone that's working, you know, reduced hours because they don't qualify for that. And that's been a struggle because I have employees come into my office that say, can you lay me off? I'd make more money if I were at home right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's a struggle for us because we want to help our employees where we can, but we're also essential. So. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We're essential as well being an internet provider. And so we had to take a step back and go, what makes the most sense? What is key personnel at our company that we absolutely have to have here? And who do we not have to have here? And how do we keep them in a safe environment when our business is to go into customers' homes? Like, how do you install internet and not walk into someone's house? So we made the determination after me being new in HR, did a ton of research and, and picked Brenda's brain and, and a bunch of other people and said, what do we do? Like, can I, can I furlough some employees and keep some others? And what makes the most sense? So those that we couldn't figure out how to keep safe, who we couldn't do social distancing with or anything, we went ahead and laid them off and just let them go home and be home. And then we took two and a half weeks to kind of figure out a game plan on who can we bring back, who can we maybe find some stuff to work from home. So we're getting them off unemployment and being productive and helping us by everybody keeping safe. So we're kind of in that limbo right now where we've got some have come back, we finally got our hands on some PPE for them, others that are higher risk are staying home and working, but now we're running out of work for them from home. So that's why I was watching um, the president today because it's like, when are we going to get to start to come back? Mm -hmm. When is it that the numbers are coming down enough where they're safe to come back to work so we can get back to business? Because at a time where suddenly everyone and their brother needs internet service, we've put the brakes on installing internet service. And we're trying to find that balance as well because as a business, you have to stay floating. So yeah. it's been very challenging. Yeah. My, mm. my neighbor had an incident with her uh, internet <clears throat> and she's in the next townhouse over from where I live and they, they wouldn't go in her home. She had to take off from work and they're, she's running around and they're like yelling through the window and they're like, okay, try this. And then she's like calling down from the other level. She's like, okay, now how's that? You know, <laughs> this went on until like two o'clock in the afternoon, started at nine. Then they had to run a cable all the way over and the cable box crosses my front yard over off to the side. Now I've got all these orange spray lines because they had to mark all the lines were, it was just crazy. And so, you know what she did? She goes, they told me I could only have internet. So you know what I did? I said, what? She goes, I went up and I actually plugged in my, uh, my cable myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know how to drastic do it. Drastic measures, just yeah. drastic measures. Yeah, we went to uh, telling customers, if you want internet, we'll come install it, but we're running cable through a window. We're not coming yeah. in your house, That's but once it's all said and done, we'll come back and we'll make it pretty. It's just not going to be pretty right now. So do you want internet or do you want pretty? And those that are like, I care more about aesthetics or, well, I have internet. It's just not great. They're waiting. They're like, we'll just yeah. wait. 
But those that are like, I don't care. I need it now. I had a customer call me and say, if I don't get internet, I'm getting laid off. Like how soon can you get here? That's how bad it was. I'm like, can I put my cable through a window? Because <laughs> that's really all I can do. Yeah, it's been, but at the same time, it's causing us to be creative and come yeah. up with interesting yeah. ways to do things. So I keep telling all the like teenagers of the group that I'm in at church, like, hey, like you're forced to spend time with your family. How sad. Or you're forced to be creative and doing things. How sad. You know, like, can we look at this in a little bit more positive atmosphere as well? Yeah. 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 Everybody's figuring it out. Yeah, it's definitely kind of nice, um, you know, being a part of those conversations when it comes to service, you know, not only just uh, now as the, you know, people that hold people to policies, but kind of working hand in hand with uh, the people that actually are, you know, delivering the service and showcasing, you know, what kind of considerations we need to have for our employees enabled to, you know, fulfill what um, services we're offering. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting kind of being a part of those conversations, uh, you know, in a more thoughtful, uh, uh, provoking way, uh, you know, being, again, human resources, usually just implementing what's already there. And now we're talking about what can be done. Yeah. I'll definitely say, like, how blessed, grateful, and exciting, because even though it's exhausting, like, our, um, the HR industry as a whole is so needed right now, and so, you know, we've just been, like, people are looking to us, because now you're, like, okay, what policies do we have? Which ones do we need to enforce? Which ones do we need to rewrite? You know, let's, how can we keep our employees engaged when they're off? Mm -hmm. How can we protect their mental health? I mean, you're just, you know, you are challenged at a whole new level. Uh, and I just, I love it. I think it's exciting. It is exciting. I mean, it's exciting because all of the stuff that you've prepared, I mean, let's face it, it was getting kind of boring for a while in HR in the last several years, right? <laughs> but, like, but I mean, you know, like I'm dying right now for a sexual harassment claim. Right? <laughs> I'm ready for something bigger, <laughs> for something else. But but that's been but that's been kind of how it has been. I mean, it's just the last several years. It's like you know we came out of the last recession. It's been twelve years, and everything's like leveled off. And then we went into we went from an employer's uh, market to an employee's market. And then we were kind of trying to figure out like, okay, so how do we get talent in through the door when we have more positions open than people willing to fill them? And literally overnight, we went yeah. back to an employer's. But it was different because we're not looking at the talent in the high level. We had to fill frontline positions quickly. Yeah. Right. So it was a different kind of, you know, dynamic, but even still, I mean, it was like, there hadn't been any huge major changes that had taken place over the last couple of years where it really had to, you know, task our abilities. And that the last big one really was the Affordable Care Act. Um, and here we are, you know, in crisis mode. And now, you know, everything that we've been training for, practicing on, reading up on and researching and whatnot, we're all being tasked to the mark, which is, which is great. But this is especially this is especially something that you can't read and research and then let two days go by and think nothing has changed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, like with no. all, the, um, you know, the FFCRA and the CARES Act. I had I sat in on a webinar on Tuesday, and come today there were already changes. Yeah, um, in a greater detail that we were like, whoa, wait, hang on, let's go back because. Yeah you know, we didn't qualify for this before, but now they're, you know, implementing some changes and getting a little bit more detailed. Maybe we, we might qualify for it now. This is constantly something that you're having to stay on top of. Oh yeah. It, it Until been, they say final rule. Yeah. And it's yeah. been, it's been in high gear all the way since like the end of February. And it, it really oh, didn't yeah. ramp up for us here in the U S until it really started getting spooky. But when it ramped up, it ramped up fast. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't take a day off in the month of March. I mean, because there was just no time for it. Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> I hear that a lot. Yeah. And all the groups I'm following, a lot of the HR people are like, I do my eight to five and then my evenings and my weekends are researching and reading. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. and you're like a veteran. I'm like, you know, my first two years in still trying to figure it out. It makes my head spin. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for the resources that are out there to help us newbies try to figure it out. Yeah. It's, it's been complicated. You're here for that. 
Yeah. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> oh man, uh, I am also a newbie. This is Stephanie, um, and yeah, two years into HR, and um, I stepped into a HR of one position at a manufacturing place, and in a whole new state. So I'm not even originally from um, Pennsylvania. And I'm learning Pennsylvania law on top of all the wonderful things that are coming out with COVID-19. Um, so yeah, I like Brenda, I really wish I could have something old hat. So something familiar instead of all this new stuff. I just I mentioned you. to someone today about feels like the rugs pulled out from under us every day. We figure out something yeah. and then it's taken away because now we're going to learn something completely new within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you ask a resource something, their first question is, what state are you in? And because it's yeah. different in every state. And then I yeah. go, I'm in California. And my first, the first thing I get from them is an eye roll. And I'm like, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, California. Yeah, exactly. And like all these seminars and things that I go to, they'll be like, okay, so every year laws change. So you can just expect that every year in January, you start looking up what the new laws are. Any state but California, it's two or three. Then you get to California, it's 40. You know, and it's like, why? Why are we so different? <laughs> and that's just at the beginning of the year. That doesn't even count mid-year legislation changes. Yeah, I mean, I, municipals, I, I mean, it just gets crazy down there. Yeah. 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 Welcome to California, the sunshine state. There's no sunshine <laughs> when the laws come out. <laughs> you don't want to be here. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, you know what I immediately thought of when all of these um, these laws and policies started coming out regarding COVID is most people don't even think about hiring an HR professional until they have at least 50 to 100 employees. Mm -hmm. And anyone that is seeing their, you know, friends or family members that are being affected by COVID you start to see them post things on social media and you think, oh my gosh, who do you work for? And then you start to realize mm. they don't have an HR professional. Then you realize that they're not even complying with the current COVID policies that are being sent out. So I have probably sent out four or five posters to some of my friends to say, get this to your office manager, this applies to them. Whereas before, you know, they're not even used to looking up, you know, compliance because, you know, it didn't apply to us. We were under 50. Those policies have all changed. So here's a question. Why do you think that is? I mean, why do you think people don't hire HR pros? Because I, I don't think this. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think that there's still a stigma on what people think HR professionals do. I don't think they have a full understanding of the compliance, the employment law, the education and training that we have to do our job. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think a lot of times office managers think that they can um, manage their staff and without having, you know, an HR background. What do you think, Jen? You started saying something. I think I agree with that because I have one of those managers. I've been at my company for 14 years mm -hmm. and now have an HR person myself before it was the owner or the controller or someone else who thought they knew everything. And I think they just don't see it as a necessity when you're a smaller company. It doesn't become a necessity until you become a larger company where you have more employees and more rules behind stuff. Mm -hmm. But even being as a company under 20, there's still rules that we have to live by. There's still a code of ethics that we should be living by. Yeah. And my boss has his own set of rules. So he doesn't have, he's never had until I came along that balance. Yeah. Well, you want to do this, but you should do this. So right. where do we meet in the middle, you know, somewhere? And yeah, I think it, it really has been just not seeing the necessity behind it. Yeah. Until you have a wrongful termination like we just had, or you have something bad happen, then you go, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. And you know, the thing is, is that a lot of people don't realize is that even though you have less than 20 people, you still have a dozen, like 15 laws that you have to abide by. And, and they don't, exactly. and you ever notice that people are, it's like, well, we're never going to get to, we're never going to get to 50. We're never going to go that big. And I'm like, why? 
They said, well, then we have to comply with the Affordable Care Act. And they said, dude, you know you got like 35 laws that you got to uphold them even before you get to 25. <laughs> You're aware of that, right? No. Yeah, let's go over them. <laughs> and a lot of them do it. And, and, you know, I, that was during my early consultant days, and they were just blown out of the water. And they said, well, hell, 50 isn't looking too bad, is it now? <laughs> go higher. Go get them. I think it's just the, like, the, the small company boss mentality. You know, I don't have to, I, we're small. We're under the radar. We don't have to have rules. We can yeah. do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. And until somebody bites back, yeah. you know, we, I've been there, like I said, 14 years, and we just had a wrongful termination suit because somebody acted on emotions and didn't follow rules. And, you know, so you have that, uh-oh. Then it's like, uh oh, maybe we do have rules after all. Yeah, I find that very interesting. Yeah, just to add on to what you were saying, um, I know. Um, so the company I work for, we're small. Um, we are about seventy employees at this moment, um, and I remember they were doing at the beginning of the year a cost assessment mm -hmm. to see, okay, is our product going to increase in price? Are we going to be able to hold steady? where we are. So they were balancing all of the cost of production and administrative staff and everything. And I remember um, one comment that was made kind of, you know, out, out of the corner of somebody's mouth, just about how my position in particular, not in a negative way, but just that my position in particular was not contributing in any way to the production, bringing dollars in. <clears throat> so it was almost like I was the fluff. Yeah, we're not Acre revenue drivers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're not income generating, as we say. What generates income? What doesn't generate income? Yeah. And there is some non-income generating positions that you have to have. They're key. Right. But uh, right. yeah, yeah, they do look but, at you as like, hmm, you don't bring in money. You cost. But we will save you, you know, a forty thousand um, <laughs> dollar yes. EEOC claim gone wrong. Right. Yeah. And as Missy was saying, you know, uh, it is kind of you know most companies think termination and and that's just done deal. They're kind of out of there. But you know the the cost and savings of unemployment claims, you know, by following procedures and holding people accountable for their actions, you know, yeah. it, it plays a lot into it. And those are just costs that. Yeah. are sometimes kind of brushed under the rug that a lot of companies just don't realize because it's like, oh, well, that person's gone, so now that they're not earning any more money from us. And that's not the case. They actually can come back and get you for a lot more, probably more than they could if they were actually working for you. So, you know, those just hitting costs, uh, you know, really are things that are kind of coming up more in the forefronts to, of owners and business, uh, you know, executives like, Oh, well, this is the value that, you know, HR does bring and they're seeing it on a large scale now. Yeah, we definitely offer cost savings. Um, Brenda talked about this in her zoom meeting the other day, which I happened to take advantage of when I came on board with this company, which was look at the healthcare benefits. And I, got us requoted the first year I came on board. It was actually within a matter of months. I saved them $60,000 the first year. They had no idea that they could shop around for insurance. Mm -hmm. yep. and then, um, you know, I noticed that overtime was being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Our first year, I saved $130,000 in overtime, unnecessary overtime. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of cost savings that HR professionals add to a company. Now, do we produce revenue? No, I, I would agree. No. With but we sure say in essence, if you look at the P&L, you yeah. probably do. I went to a seminar one time and the guy literally, we were talking about I-9s and he was talking about all the times you can get you know, hit on the I-9. He's like, so go back and do an I-9 audit and then all the things that you find wrong that you fix, you log those and show your boss how much money you just saved if you got audited. Yep. He goes, then as you continue... Every time you save money, write it down. So when it comes time to your review, you can say, look, over the last mm -hmm. year, I saved you X amount of dollars. So I think, you know, me getting a dollar an hour raise is pennies compared to what I saved you. And it was kind of funny the way he had like presented it. But I'm like, I don't think they look at the, the keys behind our position on what we can save. Sure, we're not bringing in revenue. But when you start looking at the bottom line, you start looking at your, your accounting portion of it and how much we've saved you. We've really have earned you money. Yeah. A lot of people don't associate risk mitigation with cost and it's cost savings at the same time. Missy, I had a question for you. So you've got, you, you have a kind of unique business. You, you are, not you own it, but you're in it. Right. Huh. And so you have 75 locations, 79. 
Seventy six. Wow, it was somewhere. Four states, <laughs> eight markets. Yeah. Yeah. And how many employees total? A little over seven hundred. Yeah. So you're running around. So you're you don't get to take advantage of the Family First Act. No. How are you guys doing with all of this stuff? Uh, well, currently, everyone, like I said, we all of our salons are closed. So they're all um, temporarily laid off or furloughed. And we're talking about how what it's going to look like when they come back. Because, of course, all of their friends um, apply for that. And so, you know, people talk and, you know, we want to be the employer of choice and we want to, you know, take care of our people. So it's, you know, what makes good business sense. Um, we did apply for the uh, PPP loan because it's a franchise organization. So even though uh, we're over the 500 mark uh, as a franchisee, you can get into that. Uh, so we're, I believe, approved and waiting for the funds, but then that starts a ticking clock. So, yes. you know, do you bring people back and not be able to open your doors and just get them ready to open the door? So we're working through all of that because of course, you know, the act got signed and then there's a lot in play that constantly shifts and changes a little bit since then. So, yeah, but I mean, and we're customer facing. So we're also, you know, as they're closed, we're talking a lot about how can we let the staff and the customers uh, feel safe and healthy and protected when we come back. So, you know, we've been having lots of talks of like removing every other lobby chair and using every other station. And I'm getting samples of face masks right now, even though, you know, they're selling out of them as soon as they come in and, you know, do you use reusable or do you use, you know, throw away and that kind of stuff. Do you put plexiglass in front of the reception desk or, you know, it's yeah. not the typical things. I mean, I haven't uh, worked through a termination in the last 30 days. Uh, you know, we haven't uh, documented any employee on a performance uh, issue. So definitely what we did, even, you know, two months ago, it's just a total different world right now. And they thought the zombie apocalypse would come first. <laughs> like everybody's preparing for the zombie apocalypse and here we just can't breathe on one another right? I'm telling you oh my gosh so what do you guys what do you guys think is going to happen as we start to reintegrate well um for me personally i mean i'm really hoping that you know uh businesses will kind of start looking a little bit more forward and kind of reevaluating themselves, you know, mm -hmm. kind of reframing what human resources brings to the table um, and, uh, you know, understanding a, a little bit and having a little bit more empathy towards, you know, their employees. Um, you know, I think that's probably the bright side of this is that, you know, it's really putting, you know, um, like you had mentioned earlier, employee wellness kind of into the conversation as a reality that needs to be, you know, looked at. Um, and, you know, kind of making sure that we are breaking the mold and not necessarily, you know, doing what we can to revert back to normal. But, you know, as Missy's talking about, it's, it's how are we as the HR professionals going to help the businesses create that new normal um, in service of not only the employees, but also our clients and, you know, every aspect of the, uh, the service industry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For yeah our I think there's going to be a new, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I agree. I, I think um, it was Lee, right? Yeah. Yes. I think there's to add on to that a new landscape that um, I, I think right now we're proving our worth in HR um, because of all the, the hard work and effort we're putting into being able to speak on all the changes as they are coming around and are, are um, you know, looking at, at the future of recruiting. How is it going to change with all of the new safety measures? I know for us, um, we did all of our interviews face-to-face, -face, and this is our uh, our company's first time using virtual interviews. Um, so we're trying to figure out what that new dynamic is going to look like. Um, it may be, you know, something regular for another company, but for ours, it's new. And then also thinking about, we didn't really have virtual teams, but now we do. So that's, changing how do you keep um employees productive and engaged and part of the same culture they're used to being so close-knit but now they're separated 
by distance. Um, so just, I think a lot of that. And then also with brand protection and polishing is kind of my thinking of not only the brand of the company and how we care for our, for the people that work for the company, but how do we care for the customer through taking care of our people? So Mm -hmm. there's like a whole lot with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you guys run into any situations where somebody is really in a bad spot? Like, have you had to deal with that, the EAP and working through some of the more sensitive issues? I see Missy, you're shaking your head. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you have people that, you know, they're trying to homeschool four kids and no computers and, you know, they haven't got their unemployment. It's getting denied for whatever reason. And, you know, it's just, as time goes on, they get way more and more talkative. Uh, and you have some that are just doing great. And then others that, you know, I start every day in a really good mood and I am mentally drained by the end of the day. 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I bet. Yeah, I have two that refuse to come back to work. Yeah. Uh, actually, I had a third. I had three re- that were refusing because they're all kind of high risk. And um, one of them, we said, you know, we need you in the office. And he's by himself. You can't get any more social distancing than in an office all by yourself. And he has his own bathroom even, like, and the door's closed. Like, nobody can come in. I told him, I said, I've done every precaution I can. I disinfect the office every day. We have PPE for you. But I'm like, we need you back in the office. Because if he didn't come back, then all these other things we had planned couldn't happen as well in bringing other employees back to the office. And he was just adamant. So I had to call my attorney and say, what do I do? Like, I have work for him, and he's refusing. And then he's like, then tell him it's a voluntary termination. Or he's voluntarily leaving the company if he's choosing not to come back. That persuaded him to come back to work. The other two, we found work for them to be able to stay home. But now that we're running out, we're starting to have conversations of, are you going to be ready to come back? Because we are so desperately busy. Like, I need your body here. And one has said, yeah, I'm kind of itching to come back to work. And the other one's like, he has a son who has a compromised immune system. So he's like, if I come back to work, I can't go home. I don't feel comfortable bringing home anything. So I will have to live somewhere else, literally, if you have me come back to work. He goes, but I will, because I know you guys need the help. And it's kind of like, oh, what do you do with that? You know, so we got a couple that, that we're trying to be understanding. But at the same time, I'm like, I have a business that I need to run. So where's my middle ground here? Yeah, same. We've been uh, by, you know, you care about your employees deeply, but you have to have kind of black and white rules or your managers don't know how to follow them, you know, so you can't be, well, this or, but kind of maybe like that's very complicated and confusing. But when all this hit the fan, like, I mean, we basically was like our no fault attendance policy went to, we're not giving anyone incidents for anything. We're just having a 30 day grace period. So we're going to have to really look at that as we're bringing people back mm-hmm. uh, because we do care and we do want to protect people, but also having that business to run. Yeah. <clears throat> We've had everything from employees refusing. We, the first step we ever took was if anyone doesn't feel comfortable being here, you can self quarantine and you can take PTO early without pay. That was before the state decided to shut down. Yeah. And then we've had anyone from we've we're a healthcare facility, so we've supplied proper PPE to our employees. We have everyone from not taking it seriously enough, yeah, and not wearing proper PPE when they're supposed to, to refusing to come in because they're scared to come into the office to be exposed, even though we're taking all precautions necessary. So for us, it's like on a daily basis, you know, why are you not wearing your PPE? this is a requirement. If you can't follow the requirement for wearing PPE, we're going to have to see what other options we have. Um, Even, you know, we had an incident in Texas where, you know, what if we have a a COVID patient that tested positive and our employee decides that they don't want to perform a study on the COVID patient? you're a healthcare professional. That's what you signed up to do. So if you're not willing to do that, you can take, we're not going to terminate you, but you can take a leave of absence until this is all over. Um, But it's daily. And what one person felt comfortable doing the day before, they might not feel comfortable doing it the next day. Yeah. So it's it's constantly, um, constantly changing. Um, Yeah. 
the time. <laughs> yeah. So for the, I mean, for the, those folks you're listening, like you don't, you don't have to listen to me anymore. I mean, we got, you know, five people here <laughs> that are feeling the burden right along with you. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift a little bit here. So you guys, so I mentioned earlier, and it's going to be a shameless plug. I'm sorry, but we're going to do it anyway. So you guys are part of the next gen women in, in HR Facebook group. And yes, we have Lee, which I was so excited that Lee said yes, because he's like one of our few guys that are in the, in the oh, thing. Yeah. I'm glad Yay. that that got brought up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lee, Lee's a dude. He's not a woman. Sorry. But, um, so what are you guys finding? And, and cause this is new and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because, you know, feedback is important. Um, that is something that's one of our rules in this group is that, you know, when we do give feedback, it's very straightforward. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of coddling, but like, what are you guys running into as far as what do you like and, and what, what would you like to see happen more of? I like the publicity like of it to be able to have somebody ask a question that I may not have thought to ask yet in my infancy and be able to see the responses from different people with different experiences in different industries. Mm -hmm. And then I can throw my questions up there and get some help with that as well. So I just like that, you know, having that group to go to when you need help with stuff. I agree. Mm -hmm. That was what I was going to say. Now, Jen, you mentioned that you follow some other groups too. Um, I, I, there's several groups that I follow as well. And I'm sorry, I will, I will laugh at this, but some of the responses, like when a question is posted, some of the responses that I see are just like, <laughs> like what was that? And, and I hope that we don't have that same thing here. Oh, no, not at all. And I've left those groups. I have, I have seen petty, petty stuff in groups. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are adults and you're acting like 12 year olds and I'm <laughs> out. And I leave those groups because in all honesty, I want a professional group of people who know what they're doing because I'm looking yeah. at you as a mentor to say, I'm new. I'm a, I'm an infant in my knowledge and I can't take information from somebody who's absolutely clueless because then it's going to misdirect you. So I usually look at the posts in the group the first time I, I uh, join one and see what are the responses and who are they from? Like, is this a legit group of professionals or just a bunch of wannabes and with drama? And I leave the drama groups and I stick with the groups like ours because they are professionals in the industry. And sure, we might throw around something funny or be sarcastic about something, but the bottom line is I'm still going to get the answers that I'm needing even if we're rolling our eyes as we're doing it, because we know we all have those employees or we have those bosses that we have to deal with or, you know, whatever. So I don't think we get that in this group at all. Or to be honest, I wouldn't be a part of it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you started this group because I've been following you on your podcast Thanks. for quite mm -hmm. some yeah. time. And then when you announced that you were going to start this group, I was like, oh, this is fantastic. You're going to start bringing... <laughs> you know, people who listen to you together to be able to network and you've created such a, a huge platform. Um, you know, one of the things you say on your, your podcast is, you know, you give us poster updates and you say, I know when no one wants to listen to that. I love those poster oh, updates. Oh, that's my favorite part. Amen. Cheat sheet for me. I'm like, I can listen to Brenda <laughs> in the morning on my way to work and I don't have to go research this. By the time I get into the office, she's already telling me what my updates are. And then <laughs> for me also, um, I use you a lot as like a check and balance. Like I might already know the answer, but I'm going to see what Brenda has to say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing. Yeah. I understand. You see me laughing over here. I'm not crying. My, I cry because I laugh, but I, so I'm wiping my eyes. Every time I laugh, I'm always constantly doing this. So I'm, you know, I'm not all of a clump or anything like that. For that. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's really nice about the group is that, you know, it goes, you know, beyond just the service of assistance, um, you know, as HR professionals, you know, we all understand we'll take, you know, the little things that really make people feel seen and heard and you know under incorporate those nuances into other people's days um you know uh we all understand that you know high quality interactions can be delivered you know in those small ways and just seeing how you do that through your posts in next women hr um i mean you're, you're just, like your wacky wednesday posts um you just you remind us to you know always be not only considerate and advocates for 
others, but also, you know, be aware and um, advocate for ourselves and our, our own health. Um, I think that, you know, especially with all these things kind of happening, uh, you know, the, we can get pushed to the point of frustration where, you know, like Amanda said, the, the policies are, you know, this is your job. You like, why can't you just do this? And, you know, to be met with resistance when all you're really trying to do is help, yeah. it, can be a, it can be a lot. So, you know, being able to have a community that understands those similar frustrations and can fully mm -hmm. empathize with you, um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's almost, you know, better than, uh, you know, having a finalized uh, final uh, Families First Coronavirus Act policy. <laughs> I actually think that she posted the poster before the Department of Labor posted the poster. I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's already got it on her Facebook. Yes. Where'd she get that from? <laughs> she wrote it up. I have an hour commute. So I'm in the car when I'm not working from home. I'm actually missing the podcast time because I listen to podcasts for almost two hours a day, every day. And uh, not to plug your podcast, but- no, plug, it, far, plug it, plug it, plug it, plug it. It's by far my favorite because I just feel like I get the most um, real life stuff you can implement, practical um, application information. So. The same. I've listened to other HR podcasts and it's very- um, you know, attorney, you know, laws and this and that, but yours is so authentic, okay. you know, you, and it's a really great resource to have. And anyone that I network with locally, I share it with because there's so many resources out there, but you have to constantly check and balance to know, um, yeah. you know, I've had a, I've heard a lot of, if you've been on other um, HR network sites, you know that not, not all the information that's being shared is, is true and factual and someone probably hasn't fact checked it. And so, so we just know that we're getting that out of you. Yeah. So we appreciate, well, I appreciate it. I think with like, even when I go to make a really hard decision, I usually talk to a couple of different attorneys because you have to ask the same question to multiple people. And if multiple people give you the same answer, then I feel a little bit better about it because sometimes they give you different answers and you're like, you know, and HR is the same type of way. Cause you know, I can, we can go to SHRM or think HR or HR council. Like there's different ones and I will ask them all the same question. Um, because I think that's a lot of our job is just fact finding, um, being very neutral and learning and then making, you know, recommendations to the owner or the company or whatever, because a lot of times there's a lot of emotion and people are quick to, yes. you know, and it's like, well, wait a minute, what's some best practices here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, if you're talking yeah. more than one employment attorney, we got to fix that one for you. Because <laughs> like that, you should be able to go to one resource and say, "Okay, here's what I, here's what I'm up against. Here's what I think I want to do. I want to bounce this off you. See if I'm missing any gaps." And ultimately, that's really where you want to. That's that's the target you want to get to in your career. I mean, and everything you guys are saying, you guys are awesome. You're wonderful. Thank you so much for for what you're sharing. And you know, you do have to advocate for yourself because, and you are constantly up against everybody's opinion about what should happen and if you don't figure out how to advocate for yourself you don't take care of yourself you're gonna all of a sudden go from being that champion to a yes person and that's happened to me too and you know and when i got to that point i'm like all right i can't do this anymore and i you can't change it once you're there you, you it's hard to fight back from that right so so i get it yeah, I'm a note taker, so I can't, I guess I could listen to them in the car, but then I would want to listen again because I take notes. I literally sit there and just take notes because I'm like, oh, that was good. Oh, that's what I got to look that up because I'm so new. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. and I don't retain things very well. So I'm just like to listen to it in the car would just be to like hear it the first time and then I'd have to sit and listen to it a second time. So I'll sit at work and try to put headphones on and listen where I can be doing some other things while I'm listening and then break over and make notes but I get interrupted 1400 times. So it's like, yes, I just have to find a quiet place. I can focus. <laughs> yeah, I just want to be able to focus in on her just in case. It's always good that's, stuff. That's, I, if I'm driving, cause I'm actually a better driver if I'm listening to a podcast. Cause I feel like I'm more like less distracted or whatever. But if I hear something 
And I'm like, oh, I should really check into that, make sure we're in compliance. I'm like, Siri, remind me at blah, 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 too. <laughs> nice. But yes, I've and everything I've gotten from the um, website or the uh, or the group on Facebook and the podcast is always been real time. It was literally, the timing of it was very eerie because it was always something genuinely I was dealing with or about to get home and look up or... I was like, I know there's this thing somewhere out there that says this, that would support the conversation I'm going to have. And literally Brenda would talk about it. And I'd be like, <laughs> yes, Brenda's making me sound so smart. <laughs> That's the power of the force. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, man, you guys are humbling the heck out of me. When I first started the podcast, it was funny because somebody was talking to me about it and I was sharing it with them. And uh, he just got his first iPhone and he goes, this is great. And then like two <laughs> weeks later, he goes, I love what you're doing. But how come every time I, j I get into my car and I plug my phone in, how do I shut you up? <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been trying to do it for Who years and you? can't do it. <laughs> oh, this is awesome, guys. So look, before, before let's do one more round of the table here. Um, before we sign off, and if you could give anybody out there listening some guidance, what would it be right now to get through what we're getting through? I would say stay in communication with your employees in 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 the the emotional like how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Just genuinely, how are you doing, and do you need anything? Um, and just letting them know that we're all in this together and keeping that line of communication open for me that's been tremendous through all of this chaos yeah right and i would now. say i would just say that um if you're able to stay on top of what's going on and make sure that the the boss the leader is not surprised by anything um if it doesn't come from hr it could blindside them and and they, yeah, that's definitely not a place that HR wants to be. Yeah, never T-bone your boss, ever. Yeah. Don't do that. That's bad. We've been given a really unique um, position to kind of um, reevaluate what's working in our business and what's not. Um, no one's ever been able to just say, all right, let's reset. Let's yeah. figure out what's working, what's not working, what processes could be changed, because you're constantly going, 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 especially in the healthcare industry. And for us, we've been able to just reset and say, oh, we're actually busier in this area than we are in this area, and we never even realized it. So if you're an HR professional right now, and you're in a position where business is slow, take that opportunity to look around and see what changes, what positive changes you can make moving forward because when are you ever going to have this opportunity to reset again right mm -hmm. so that would be my advice yeah to build off of uh, what amanda was saying that yeah it, i mean this really is the time uh, as an hr professional to you know reframe what it means to be in an hr department um you know and kind of come to our businesses as more of uh, you know, thought leaders um, in the development of what the company can and should be, uh, you know, just in, in terms of not only just compliance, but uh, again, in, in the guise of, uh, you know, how uh, our employees are, are looking at us, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, they're safe and, uh, you know, everyone's, you know, still in compliance with everything, but just really making sure that, you know, we have the opportunity to become, uh, you know, a bigger portion of this, uh, of the, uh, um, of the conversation and, you know, really sit at the table and have our voices be heard as opposed to sitting in the corner and just saying, you know, and just taking notes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with all of that. And the only thing I would add to that is I was actually listening to the podcast. You had a guest, Bob, a week ago, I think, maybe two and it's uh taking care of ourselves and also like i sent it to our leadership team because it seems like right now in america you are either you have too much time on your hands or you have zero time on your hands yeah. and there's not much middle ground there uh so mm. to be great leaders whether it's you know your managers your supervisors you know your boss yourself 
is to kind of follow some of those best practices so you can be the best version and really bring, you know, solid advice and like put forth the effort that you need to and you can't when you're drained to zero. Yep. No, I hear you. This I think we got everybody. Do we hit everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I didn't want to like forget someone. Um, <laughs> This has been awesome. Thank you so much, guys. So I have something special for you guys. You, Since you have been, some of you have been like doing this with me since the very first. Uh, we started, we only started doing this in January, January 6th to be exact. This isn't even six months old and we have 134 people in the group, which is amazing. Wow. Fantastic. Yes, it's, yeah. a, it's absolutely amazing. <clears throat> um, we do have a small complement of people that are taking advantage of the membership site. So you guys have been fantastic. You've been active. You've been engaged. You, you are doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, and I'm extremely proud of you guys. And, and I want to continue to support your progress and everything that I can do. So I'm going to go ahead and give you guys each a three, month, uh, three months of uh, membership on the membership site at no cost. Thank you very much for doing this. You know, I look forward to your feedback. I, I, you know, I love being around you guys. You guys feed me energy and it keeps me sharp and honed too. Then I don't feel like I'm just talking in the wind and no one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly as you guys know, so I appreciate everything that you guys do for the group. You guys have been awesome. And uh, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh aren't they just awesome i love love talking to that group oh my gosh we had such a great time okay got some training webinars coming up for you guys april 24th at 1 p.m we've got the updated version of the covid 19 preparing for a reduction in your workforce and then also on april 29th at 1 p.m uh, business continuity in your workforce uh, titled as the new norm so you guys can find information as to when these webinars are available on the uh, bestpractices.org dedicated coronavirus page and um, keep keep a lookout because more are coming and you guys know i love 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 your hr questions please keep coming them in we're not doing the question of the episode this time I'm not going to do the question of the day simply because we've been talking about you know hr questions throughout uh last show in this uh, show but it's going to resume uh, once we get past this, but I would like to extend, if you are listening and you're an HR professional, would love to go ahead and extend you an invite to come join us in this phenomenal group of people that you just listened to um, at the Next Gen Women in HR community. And over the past several weeks, you've heard me talk about them time and time again, actually last several months since January, you have now heard from people firsthand and they're, it's an awesome group. So definitely invite you to come in. Definitely invite you to check out the membership site. Planning on making some positive changes to it in the next couple of months. So be on the lookout for that. There's some things that, you know, when you start something, you're like, okay, I want to do this. And I think this is going to be great. And then you find out what works and what doesn't work. So we're going to take out what's not really working. And we're going to put more of what is actually working. So, uh, so join me on that. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Best Practices in HR. You can follow me also on Instagram under Brenda the HR Lady. Over on YouTube and LinkedIn, uh, you can find me at, under my name as Brenda Neckvottle, N-E-C-K, like the thing you want to choke. V as in Victor, A-T-A-L. And then finally, you can find me at the bestpractices.org website. Click connect at the top of the page and get my best practices delivered directly to your inbox. And a brand new show that has come out as well over on YouTube called The Real HR Show uh, in the process of uploading that video as we speak. We did that session today. Um, once we get everything all set up, it will actually be a live show broadcasting every Tuesday, 9 a.m. on our channel. And it is with Suzanne Lucas, who is a guest a few, few episodes back, who is also known as the evil HR lady and writer for Inc. Magazine, so, for Inc.com. So cannot wait to have you guys set up. So look, have an awesome week. We got more good stuff coming in the next several weeks. Hang in there. Seriously, hang in there. We're going to get through all of this hoo-ha. And then as we come out of it, we're going to be even stronger than we were before. So hang in, folks, and we'll talk to you soon.